Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hello and welcome to the Nursing It podcast. I'm your host, David Larson, and today I will be going over an anatomy and physiology review of white blood cells, also known as leukocytes. Before I begin, I would like to invite listeners to email me at nursingitpodcast.gml.com if you have any questions regarding past topics or have a request for a future topic, I'll be happy to talk with you. With that said, please sit back, relax, and let's jump right into white blood cells. Now, white blood cells, as we may or may not know, their main function in the human body is to fight pathogens. And there are actually five different types of white blood cells that I'm going to talk about today that do just that. These little guys in our body do so much to ensure that we do not suffer from bacterial, viral, fungal infections. It is amazing. It truly is. So let's talk about the five different types of white blood cells and how they're produced. Now, the formation of white blood cells begins similarly to red blood cells. And you can watch that podcast, which was made just earlier. So it starts off with a stem cell that makes a hematocytoblast. Now, this hematocytoblast will make seven different cells, five of which are different kinds of white blood cells. So the hematocytoblast will start to differentiate into either granulocytes or agranulocytes. Granulocytes will include the basophils, neutrophils, and eosinophils, and agranulocytes have the lymphocytes and the monocytes. And the basic difference between them is one has a granulocyte and one does not. The agranulocyte does not have a granule in them. So let's talk about the granulocytes. And we'll begin with basophils. Basophils make make up 1% of all white blood cells. And their lifespan is only about 12 hours to a few days. But their job is to release heparin and histamine. This is, and they have the precursor, which these are the precursors to mast cells. And this is important because basophils will encourage the inflammatory response with the release of these chemicals. Very, very cool. Neutrophils are the next are the next granulocyte, and are the, also the most predominant and in, uh, numbers of uh, white blood cells, as they make up 70, 60 to seventy percent. Now, their lifespan is only about 12 hours to a few days, but they release interleukin-1, and they are the very first one to an immune site. Interleukin-1 is a pyrinogen, and it, it encourages the ability for diapedesis to occur, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Basically, it's the ability for white blood cells to get to the site of the infection. 
The last granulocyte are eosinophils. These make up 2 to 4% of the white blood cells. They last a little bit longer, from weeks to years. And what eosinophils do is they fight allergens and parasites. And these parasites include things like such as worms. Very, very cool. Next is the lymphocytes. Now, lymphocytes make, about tw make up about 25 to 33% of our, of our white blood cells. And they are, the, they are agranulocytes. Now, these lymphocytes are what make up T cells also known as memory cells, and they also make up B cells. B cells are what produce, uh, are what produce uh, antibodies. So very, very important for the longevity of the immune response. Now, lymphocytes are also the smallest white blood cell, and their nucleus is more spherical, just, just as extra noted. Finally, we have monocytes, which make up the last 3 to 9%, and they are agranulocytes. These are what undergo phagocytosis, and they are the largest white blood cells. Uh, so they are the, probably the typical ones that you would think of if you were to think of a white blood cell. Okay? Very, very, very cool. Now let's talk about some uh, disorders and stuff around white blood cells. So you, so when you have an infection, your white blood cells will begin to increase in number. Now the normal white blood cell count is between 5,000 and 10,000 cubic millimeters. But with an infection, white blood cell can increase by two to four times in hours. And this is called leukocytosis. Now, where this gets out of hand is with these next disorders that I'm about to mention here. This includes infectious mononucleosis, also known as mono, where your white blood cells get to a staggering number of 12 to 18,000 cubic millimeters. And this is an increase in atypical lymphocytes. So they're not really doing their job, they're atypical. Next is seen with appendicitis. This is an acute inflammation where you'll just get an increase in only neutrophils. Or with leukemia. This is where white blood cell count is within the from the hundreds of thousands to the millions per cubic millimeter. So abnormally large. So this could be due to uh, bone marrow being affected. So this would be called myelocytic leukemia. Or if white blood cells are beginning to be made in the lymph and the, and the lymph nodes and the spleen affected. So this would be lymphatic leukemia. And this is where you would get things like splenomegaly or an enlargement of your lymph nodes that you would feel. With leukemia, there are a lot of immature white blood cells. And with that, you'll actually get a decrease in everything else, like a decrease in red blood cells leading to anemia, a decrease in platelets leading to bruising, and a decrease in working white blood cells leading to infections, even though you have a ton of white blood cells. And the reason you get a decrease in the red blood cells and the platelets is because you're producing so much atypical white blood cells. 
So now let's move on to where you get a decrease in white blood cells, and that's called leukopenia. This is where the blood cell count is under 5,000 cubic millimeters. And this is typically seen with diseases such as typhoid fever, measles, mumps, and as you're getting even lower in the count, that's where HIV and AIDS come into play. So just keep that into mind. Now to end this off, I want to talk about how white blood cells move through our bloodstream. And this is known as diapedesis. So diapedesis is the movement of white blood cells through the bloodstream through, and then through intercellular clefts. And white blood cells do this through amoeboid move motion. So what happens? White blood cell is moving through the bloodstream for transport. It is attracted to an infection area via chemotaxis. Neutrophils are the first ones to the site. And then they undergo diapedesis, to, which will increase the permeability of the intercellular clefts so that they can reach the site of the infection. Now, bacteria release chemicals which, are, which allow the white blood cells to undergo chemotaxis, so keep that in mind. So white blood cells will move through the membrane via diapedesis due to the capillary uh, permeability increasing. And this is why basophils are important because of the release of histamine. Histamine encourages diapedesis through increasing the capillary permeability. And with that, I think I'm going to end the episode right there. Next episode, we're going to be talking about thrombocytes, so platelets, and we'll also talk about hemostasis. So blood clotting. This will be a very big episode. There's a lot of steps with blood clotting, uh, but I think it should be a great one. As always, you can email me at nursingandpodcast at gmail.com and I'll make sure to answer your hard-hitting questions. I hope you had as much fun listening to this podcast as I had making it, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, I'm David Larson. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk with you again very soon. Please take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.